Trying to be doing that bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson. I think this is episode 29. Uh, yeah, it was it 30? Whatever. We're here. We're back. A um, lot of cool shit going on this week. I like to start off with a positive note. Um, th- this uh, I have two of my favorite things that happened this week, but I saw this on NPR. The, the website, not the radio station. I'm sure they talked about it, though. Um, but a lady named Marijuana Pepsi, uh, Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke, graduated from Wisconsin's Cardinal Strict University last week with a doctorate in leadership for the advancement of learning and service. So she is now Dr. Marijuana Pepsi Van Dyke. Now, her mama, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're going to get questions if your name is Marijuana Pepsi. You know, it's one of those things where, um, um, I mean, she sees herself as a sort of champion of the weird name because, you know, black folks are historically discriminated against based on the uh, perceived weirdness or otherness of our names. Um, and then we sort of participate in that ourselves by making fun of the Laquishas and Boquishas and uh, Ladarrells of the world. But that's bullshit, honestly. Because uh, a lot of people don't know that, but the the whole so-called weird black name thing was started as which most things that black people do that are hated by society or ridiculed by society were our responses to things that white supremacy did. You know, the, the backlash against black lives matter. Well, black lives matter was a response to something, you know, response to an evil. And so anyway, the so-called uncalled, the so-called uh, weird black names were, were part of the black empowerment movement of the, of the sixties and seventies to, to be different. I mean, your, your ancestor's name wasn't George. It wasn't Johnson. That was your slave master's name. And so it was one of those things of, of, of us sort of taking back something, you know, um, but of course, you know, anything that can be identified as solely and readily black it will also be ridiculed. You know, all the things that can't be copied and profited from will be ridiculed. Um, but her name's Marijuana Pepsi. I think that's a whole nother category. That's a whole nother thing. Those, first of all, Pepsi is a product, you know, that's soda. Um, marijuana is a drug, you know, I mean, I'm sure she's heard all the jokes. You know, some people have probably replaced marijuana with a different drug. People have probably replaced Pepsi with a different soda. You know, somebody called her, you know, Budweiser, Coca-Cola or whatever the fuck. 
I'm sure she's heard it all. She's heard it. She's heard most of it. Um, but I guess she, um, you know, she, but she represents something that like you can have a weird name and still, uh, still be a doctor. Um, I mean, at least that's what's being taken from all this is that you can still achieve in spite of you having this, uh, a distinctly black name, even though marijuana Pepsi is not really a distinctly black name, uh, but I don't know about that. I, I mean, yeah, she made it through college as, as marijuana Pepsi, but she still got to be a doctor. How you doing that? Cause I, I guarantee you this, I guarantee you she going to go by Dr. Van Dyke out this motherfucker. Cause she ain't going to have no patience. Cause, cause if you, right when you see that, you think it's a joke, Dr. Marijuana Pepsi. <laughs> Nah, bitch, I'm good. I'll take Dr. Savardi, please. Dr. Marijuana Pepsi, no, I'm good. I mean, even Dr. Marijuana Van Dyke, I don't know. That just seems, I mean, maybe she's going to go straight into the weed business. Because what the fuck is leadership for the advancement of learning and service? What is that? Leadership for the advancement of learning and service. Because I, 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 it sounds like one of them things that has an obvious... But when you when you sound it out loud and slowly, you re, you you realize I can't tell you exactly what she's going to be able to do with that. I don't. I can't tell you exactly what her expertise is for it to even require a doctorate. She's a doctor of leadership, but not any leadership. Leadership for the advancement of learning <laughs> and service. So. Maybe, uh, and and this is just me being totally ignorant. Um, I don't. I was gonna say I don't mean to make fun of this lady, but I do. I do mean to make fun of her. What I, if I'm being completely honest, I wish that I wasn't the type of person that thought this was hilarious. But I, I can't. I, I, I just do. I, I can't do I can't talk about it without laughing. Um, I'm proud of her though, that she made it through despite that name. Now she's a doctor's and now she got the bread to change it, because that is a stupid name. I'm sorry. Don't name your kid marijuana Pepsi. That is that it because listen, listen, listen. And some of y'all, I know I, I I can feel you, I can feel it bubbling up in you right now. You in your car or you or you're or you're uh, on your you walk into class or something. And you're listening to this. Maybe you kicking back in your room or in your in your living room, or you maybe you're cooking. Who who? What do people do while they listen to this? But but you 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 have to know, right? She this lady has sisters. She has two sisters. Guess what her sisters' names are? Robin and Kimberly. So, so don't get her mama on purpose named her some wow shit. And she says uh, that what her mother told her that her birth name would take her places. Her mama had a feeling. Her mom had a feeling. And her mama 
don't smoke weed or drink Pepsi. So what the fuck? You did this. Her mama did this. And her mama knew exactly what she was doing. This is like, this is like, like Kim Kardashian's mama on, on, on some next level shit. Kim Kardashian mama playing chess. This lady mama's playing checkers. She's thinking decades ahead. She's like, yo, your name is going to get you on NPR. You know, I don't know what her mama was thinking, but she's a doctor and I'm not, you know, and that, that means something to some people. But let me tell you something. Having a degree don't mean that don't mean you're not stupid. You know, a lot of people out here think that they think going to college means you ain't stupid. <laughs> you know what is this? That's just a, to me anyway. Uh, college is just another way of of convincing poor people that rich people are better than them. You know, if you can afford if you can afford college, you can get a degree. It's just that simple. You ain't got to be that smart. You don't got to be that resourceful. You know, if you can just stick around long enough, you'll get a degree. You don't have to be that good at nothing. Especially if you go to one of them colleges that's, you know, a little sedity. You go to Yale or Harvard or one of those places, one of the uh, Ivy League schools. Yeah, yeah, you can be real, you can be real fucking dumb and graduate from one of them motherfuckers with a doctorate and some more shit. You know, honors, all that. You could be summa cum, Lottie, all that. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So, um, what other positive shit happened this week? Oh man! So there's a YouTube channel that I uh, watch frequently now. I mean, it's it it's it's I haven't been a, a day one down from day one guy, but uh, but uh, I I recently discovered this like a couple months a few months ago, and I love it. I've been binge watching this. It's called H three H three. And I don't always agree with everything they do, but it's 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 always in in, in jest and in good fun, and they're funny fucking people. But uh, every now and then they introduce me to some. Basically, what they do is they critique the internet. From what I gather, my 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 summary judgment is that that's what they do. They basically critique the internet, uh, make fun of the people that need to be made fun of, um, and you know, praise the people that should be praised. And every now and then they'll do, they'll do some silly shit. Like the, the motherfucker has, has on a hundred shirts, you know, or, or a hundred, a hundred beanies and tries to like, go do everyday shit. It's, it's, it's entertaining, but that's not my favorite. That's not my favorite thing for the week. My favorite thing is something I discovered from watching them. And it's called stop a douchebag, right? Hmm. Why does this keep going out? Okay. It's called Stop a Douchebag. And uh, basically what's going on here is these dudes in Russia, of course it's in, it's in Russia, but they go around and, if, and they, they find some place where people frequently have the opportunity to be assholes. Now the, the little piece I saw was there's a there's a busy street and to, to the right of the street or beside the street is a path 
a walking path, you know, for like blind folks or whatever the fuck. Walking your dog, what have you. But it's an authorized place for blind folks to walk, right? At least that's what the guy in the video said. Now, it's also been the subtitles are in in English. So these guys are not speaking English. So, I don't know what was exactly what was really being said. So, But the point is, what happens is a lot of people on this street, you know, I guess they have rush hour in Russia as well rush hour and they um i'm not immune to puns guys okay i'm a i'm a stand-up comic and sometimes i think puns are hilarious so long as they're being done ironically like if you're doing anyway the point is it's rush hour in russia and uh and what happens is people will frequently just drive on the sidewalk and, and bypass all the traffic and drive all drive on the sidewalk. You know, like you know how you see people do here where they drive in the breakdown lane and then try and then try to get in on you. Don't let those people in. Fuck those people. Okay? And it's not even coming from that standard American attitude of well, we'll talk about that later. But a lot of people had this attitude that like I suffered and so should everyone else, you know. Mm. It's the reason we can't raise the minimum wage. It's the reason we can't we can't fucking uh, get them college loans paid off, you know, because other people are like, I paid mine, so fuck everybody else, you know. So there's the people will hop up on the side on the sidewalk and just drive on. The, that's that's just unthinkable here in America. And over there, over here, this shit is happening. On a regular basis. Like, like, I mean, I can count on one hand in my lifetime how many times I've seen somebody drive on the sidewalk. And it's and it's so unusual that if you ever see a car on the sidewalk here in America, at least everywhere that I've been, someone is on the, at the very least going to comment on it. So these people call Stop a Douchebag. What they're doing is, they're walking up to people that have tried to cut cut the line that are driving on this sidewalk. And it's like, at first it seemed like it was only three of these dudes, right? So one of them walks up to your window and goes, yo, um, yeah, you're going to need to back back up. You're going to need to back up and get up, back up out of here because this is for people walking or whatever. And you, you trying to cut in front of all these people, stop being a douchebag. Right. And the first few people are like, yeah, you right. You know, blah, blah, blah. But then this lady, you know, and it's always like a, it's always a, a scrappy white lady. Oh, well, this is Russia. So it's like mostly white ladies, but she's like, I'm late for my way. Cause everyone always has an excuse. I'm late. That's always their excuse. I have somewhere that I need to be, so fuck everybody else. You know what I mean? That's really what it boils down to. It's like as soon as soon as circumstances, I'm, cause, and that's the lie everyone tells themselves. We all tell ourselves that we're good people. You know, we're good people, and but then as soon as circumstances arise, where not being a good person benefits us. That's that's when you really. That's when that's to me. That's the real test. Is what happens 
when it no longer benefits you. As a matter of fact, not only does it not benefit you, but it's to your detriment to be a good person. That's the test. It's not it's not what you decide, bitch. It's not what you declare yourself to be, motherfucker. You are not you're not the, the judge of whether you're a good person. It's it's everyone around you that you affecting. They decide who's a good person. They decide whether you're one. You, if you're the only one that think that, if you're the only one that ever says it, it's probably not true. You know, and here's the thing. The fact that you don't know the truth is half of why you're a bad person. If you could just accept that you're not that great, then you can start identifying identifying your flaws and start working on them and become a better person. That's how that's where good people come from. That's, you know, anyway, and, and, and at the end of the day, still, there are circumstances under which you will not be a good person. And so you see, I've accepted this about myself a long time ago. So you know what I do? I avoid those shitty circumstances. I don't do the things that bring out the shitty part of me. At least I try not to. Because I don't like it. You know? So, but I'm not a good person. No. It's, I mean, it, 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 I could, I could, I could, I could start an Instagram to make it look that way. But I sure the fuck, you know. If somebody was doing an unbiased documentary of my life, they they see some evidence that I wasn't that great of a guy. I've demonstrated that. I'm also not a bad person. I just think I'm, you know, I think I'm capable of good and bad. I think all everyone is. Um, but these people that think that they, because it's like most of the time when you're trying to convince yourself or convince other people that you're a good person, most of the time what it what it really is is that. You convince yourself that when you aren't being a good person that you are, you know, you convince yourself that that those times that you weren't that great, they were justified somehow. You know, I don't I don't usually murder people, but, you know, I was running late. No. So that's that's what these people, uh, you know, that's the excuse they always give these. Uh, these uh, stop a douchebag people. But so these people walk up to your walk up to these vehicles. And say, hey, stop being a douchebag. Back up out of the. This lady goes around. They chase her car down. So, see, that's when you realize there's more than three of these motherfuckers. I think. So, they catch her car somehow. Because it's got, you know, at some point up the trail, she's got to get off to get, you know, I don't think she can. There's no way for her to speed to, you know. So, they catch her car somehow and they put a big giant fucking don't be a, uh, I'm a douchebag sticker on her windshield. On her windshield, bro. Yeah. And it's one of them joints, too. It's, it's like, it's, it covers like a good, like, that's half your visibility just gone. You know, I don't know what the rules are in Russia, like how much of your shit can be covered before you get pulled over or whatever. And then, so the dude right after her, he, uh, he, uh, he cops an attitude. Now, he's in the car with his girl. Now, listen, I know this. Cause like I told you, I was a door guy. I was security uh, at a bar for quite a few years when I started doing stand up. And uh, I mean, I, actually, I want to say, shit, nigga, for the first six six and a half years of me doing stand up, I was a door guy or or security bouncer, whatever you want to call it. You know, at a comedy club. 
and then at and then at um at an Irish pub and then at another comedy club. <clears throat> and so I can tell you from I can tell you from experience. I can tell you from experience that A lot of dudes are wired in in such a way where when they're with when they're with their lady, that is when their ego is the most fragile. You know? And so when you you know, it's like most dudes are not used to you most most adults, okay, are not used to being told outside of work are not used to being told what they can and can't do. They're not used to being reprimanded. Even you, you'll watch someone like you, you go, you go walk up to an adult that's screaming at their children and you could be like, excuse me, sir, I need you to keep the volume down. And they'll, and they'll, they'll be stunned by that because they scream at their kids all the time, but they're very used, very, very rarely does anyone come over and correct an adult. You know, that somebody that's not, whose job it is, you know, unless it's that person's job to do so. You know, so it, it so it doesn't happen that often to people, even people that go out every weekend. Very rarely outside of showing your ID, do you interact with the bouncer? You know, it doesn't happen like regularly enough for you to get used to it. You know, so anyway, my point is just. I, I learned from experience that it's always best to either pull the person aside because because this works on everybody not just men but most but men mostly need this pull either pull somebody to the side you know if if they still sober or whatever pull them to the side and and ask them to calm down because they can go back to their table and and tell them anything happened and they can save face if they can save face 99 percent of the time the, the pro that the problem will solve itself but if you try to embarrass a motherfucker, it's you it's gonna escalate, you know? Especially if especially in front of their girl or some girl they trying to impress. You know. So uh so so anyway, the next dude that gets stopped by Stop a Douchebag, this dude gets out of the <laughs> This motherfucker gets out the car. Why he do that? Why he do that? I mean, it, at first he tried to uh I don't know. He was trying to intimidate them or whatever, but the but the dude was not scared at all. The dude didn't show no no fucking fear whatsoever. And this dude got out the car with like a uh, with like uh, uh, what the fuck was it? He got he got out the car with a uh, with a damn what do you call it? A flapjack. He got out of the car with a flapjack. You know that's one of them things because some cops don't in. In a lot of major cities, cops don't have nightsticks no more. They got they carry these slapjacks or these flapjacks that it's just a it's more effective than the nightstick, but it's a it's a little it's a little bop tool, you know, to just bop you one time. That motherfucker will break your arm or crack your motherfucking head open or something. It's like a a, a little piece of leather, at least the ones that are here that I've seen. It's like a little piece of leather with a hard lead ball or something in the end. And they just slap is there to slap the shit out you would just bop you. Anyway, he gets out of the car with something similar to that. 
you know. And the, and the dude, the 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 little kid that walked up to him, that this kid didn't flinch one motherfucking bit, not even a little bit. And they push, uh, and they they end up putting the sticker on on his windshield too. And this dude get, he gets out and tries to scrape it off, and and it's uh, you realize that it's one of those type of stickers that's like. I don't know if they how they set it up with a glue. It's like you can't just scrape it off. It's gonna leave that white shit behind, you know. And so and they and so since he since he scraped some of it off, they put another one on his patches side. So then so then he so then he got out the car really ready to scrap. This time he didn't have the little he had a little flapjack this time and straight up approached this this uh this out this teenager and tried to put hands on him because and, and here it is this dude was this dude was bigger than him. You know what I mean you. You know, because sometimes you do that. You, as a grown man, is like you run into one of them. Uh, you run into one of them little kids that's fucking bigger than you. You know what I mean? That whereas, like, you shouldn't have been trying to fight this little boy. You know, one a that's a, you know he's younger than you, but b uh, the dude's like the dude's like twice your size, easy. Not even, maybe not twice, but he out he he got a good forty pounds on you. But his girl was there. It, it, and, it, and that's what it is. Is like he was made to look so much like a punk in front of his girl that, like, even though there was no way he could possibly win, he still got out. He was so his ego was so damaged he wasn't even thinking straight. Because not only was this dude had a good forty pounds on him, but there were like fifteen of these children of the corn motherfuckers you know appearing just appearing out of the roadside it was like even if let's just say he got out of the car and he was time enough for this big motherfucker like let's say this kid you know he was let's say he was the bigger dude let's say he was you know a bodybuilding looking motherfucker and he got out the car and and it it was no kid out there that could whip his ass there were like 15 of these east european kids you know and i'm sure it you know it was sticks and balls and chains amongst the group you you getting fucked up. You better get back in your car. It's just you and your girl out here. You ain't even got a dog or nothing. You better get back in your motherfucking car. You know? Because <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know how it is on Russia, but I know if niggas is regularly driving up on the sidewalk, you know, you could probably get left out there somewhere. You know? Um. Anyway, he approaches this kid and gets, um, you know, I don't know, tries to square up on him and just gets, uh, like he hit him with like the Ronda Rousey hip toss, like the three. Se- <laughs> and he slammed the dude so hard, then tried to help him up. And you know, then he he got back in the car with his tub between his legs. But my point is, vigilante justice. Okay, that's what they call it, uh, vigilante justice. Yeah, and it it <clears throat> it makes me nervous that there are people out there that are taking it upon themselves to decide what the rules are um and you know possibly harming citizens and getting away with it um here we call them the police there is just regular everyday citizens which I'm for I'm for this yeah see the police the police getting away with shooting whoever they want wouldn't be so bad if we could all do it 
you know. This is the wild, wild west. Because wherever they at in Russia, I guarantee you, if that dude would have got back in his car and called the police, it wouldn't have mattered at all. They'd have got there in like three hours. They'd have probably... <laughs> they probably you probably have to bribe them motherfuckers to leave you alone, and them kids will be long the fuck gone. You know, and they just do, they just do, they just putting a sticker on your windshield, and they gave everybody the chance to to stop being a douchebag, and they wouldn't. You know, they didn't. They ain't, they wasn't just slapping stickers on people's cars. They were giving people the chance to you know right their wrong or whatever. And and I don't know how much they were inconveniencing these other people, but it had to be a lot. But also, it was enough for them where they could have robbed you, smacked you, you know, bust all your tires. Cracked all your uh, cracked all your uh, your headlights and your tail lights, snatched off your windshield wipers, all that shit. Drained drained your your brake fluid, <laughs> you know. But instead, they just put a sticker on your window, which is still a pain in the ass. But also, it's like one of them things where you gotta be like, I deserve this. I really do. I deserved it. Um. But I like the I like the idea. I I can't help but cheer for vigilantes. Vig, vig, vigilante justice on a, on a serious tip. Vigilante justice is a little, uh, it's a little unorthodox, and it makes me a little uneasy. Just like cops, but like less regulated, you know. Um, but I but I can't help but root for the little guy, you know. How many, I can't tell you how many times I've been out in public seeing somebody do some douchebag shit and thought to myself, I wish somebody would just pop them in the motherfucking head or just throw, 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 a, <laughs> throw a bucket of water on this motherfucker or just something to make, to make them notice the world. Because the problem with a lot of these people is they don't care about it. They don't even think about other people. You know? They, it doesn't even occur to them. So, uh, yeah, fuck these people. And when I so when I see a vigilante in action, I just get excited. It feels like I'm get, it feels like I'm living vicariously through them. You know, seeing them get their little revenge, right? On, you know, a little mini revenge, little single serving revenge. It's the best. And, uh, you know, somebody asked me the other day, yo, I listened to your podcast. Why are you so obsessed with revenge? Nigga, do you listen to the podcast? Or do you just hear it? Because <laughs> that's what this is. What you here for? Um, yeah, so on, on to, oh, man. Um, I guess the, the, the black history moment or whatever it is. It's not really history, I suppose. Um, but I saw this on, I don't know what the fuck it was. Um, but, uh, so Ta-Nehisi Coates, Ta-Nehisi Coates, the, uh, the, uh, black activist and author, uh, was, uh, fuck. What was that? Okay. Uh, was 
testifying on uh, the Judiciary's uh, Committee, Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties. Uh, and Tana, so Ta-Nehisi Coates was, was testifying, as well as other pro-reparations people, but they also had people there uh, protesting against reparations. Um, one of those people is a black man. You know, they could all, they always find their token, you know, the, 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 the token Negro that's willing to come out there and say some wild shit. Um, <clears throat> uh, but, uh, what the fuck is that dude's name? Is it? No. It doesn't matter. Um, and don't get, don't get me wrong. He's not, because whenever I say this, it's like, I, I feel like the reaction is to be like, uh, you know, house nigga, you know. <laughs> and it, like everybody just pitches like uh, uh, Uncle Ruckus, you know. Uh, uh, you nigga don't appreciate the white man. Blah 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 blah, <laughs> you know. But no, it, 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 he wasn't like that. His name is oh, uh, he's a he's an author and he's a Quillette Quillette columnist named Coleman Hughes. He's anti reparations. He he thinks reparations are a moral and political mistake. What he says is that black people don't need another apology. We need safer neighborhoods and better schools. We need a less punitive criminal justice system. We need affordable health care, and none of these things can be achieved through reparations for slavery. Reparations, reparations by definition are only given to victims. So the moment you give reparations, you made me into a victim without my consent. Now, see, I've been, see, that's, that's, that, that's in that dangerous Candace Owens territory to me, where it's like this whole, uh, this weird flipping it around, um, to make, cause, cause it's like, cause like that shit happened. You know, it's like, Cause there are people out there with a victim complex. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. There are. Um, but being negatively impacted by something that exists isn't giving you a victim mentality. Acknowledging that you are a victim doesn't give you a victim mentality automatically. You know, it's like, what, like, what are we even talking about here? Um, now is re- is because the for me the only arguments against reparation, the only arguments that are, the only real viable ones, is that it's not financially possible, or at least not in that way. Um, but those are the only are those are the only ones to be had. They were because reparations was old, it was promised, and you know who did you know who got reparations. Slave owners. Slave owners got reparations for losing their property. <laughs> you feel me? After the free slaves. By the way, happy Juneteenth. We missed Juneteenth. Um, uh, but that happened recently. Um, uh, the 19th was uh, of June is Juneteenth, um, which celebrated the day that... Uh, it wasn't the day slavery was was uh, abolished. 
because it's actually the day that niggas in Texas found out that slavery was abolished. So they slavery was abolished in, in I want to say 1863. Yeah. Okay, right. So uh, January 1st, 1863 was Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which was the legal abolition of slavery um but niggas in texas didn't hear about it until a year and a half later in 1865 when general lee um and and his regiment arrived because you know we just won the civil war so it was it was still pockets of resistance so they had to go around the south going hey niggas y'all are free this is we won you know, and so this this is the day. Imagine that. Imagine being a slave, right? Imagine finding out <laughs> that a year and a half ago you you was free, <laughs> nigga. I'd be so motherfucking mad. I'm I'm surprised I didn't turn into a slaughter. Um, but no, it's it turned into a celebration. Think about all the extra ass whoopings you took. All the damn bull, extra bullshit you put. <laughs> damn, god damn, it's like being. It's like imagine your shit, the shittiest job you ever had, and you've been doing that shit for 10, 15 years. You know, and then you're doing laundry one day and you and you realize you hit the motherfucking mega million. <laughs> you hit the mega million three years ago. What the fuck? What the fuck? Because <laughs> that, that's going to put a damper on the fact that you're a millionaire, that you could have been spending this money three years ago while you was working some fucking job you hate for some dude you hate for not enough money to live on. Yeah. So Juneteenth was a celebration of all the black people um, in uh, in Texas learning that they were no longer slaves, um, and it's 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 gained popularity and waned here and there over the years. Um, you know, because again, like I said, if it's uniquely black, it usually gets pushed back against. So as so like as black folks moved more to inner cities, you know, due to redlining and all that things, we weren't allowed to purchase homes and put you know stagnated generational wealth. So we were we were basically pushed into the inner cities, um, and pushed into these factory jobs and shit where these bosses didn't give a fuck about no Juneteenth, you know, because back in because back then in Texas, you know, it was like Juneteenth was a thing. It still is in te- in Texas, but you know, in other parts of the country, it was like. You know, you ain't getting a day off to celebrate black. What? Fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? So it became a less and less of a thing. Um, but then the black empowerment movement came back around. So it became, you know, re, uh, it had a resurgence. And now, you know, this is the era of, of, uh, you know, positive self-affirmation. So it's making another come back um as it should it should be a holiday that's you know 
like a real one that we celebrate. You know, throw it in February somewhere. It, it, you know, if you if you if it's pushed back, but it should be like a day off. Can we just start with that? If we can't if we can't get on if we can't give black folks money or or some financial boon to make up for uh, to make up for for crippling and 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 excluding us from generational wealth for generations can we just get a day off can we get can we accrue vacation time just you know some you know something useful like maybe you know maybe that maybe paid vacation call it that let's just call it that instead of reparations let's just call it you know for for one week a year, maybe the maybe the, the maybe the first week in February, black folks don't we don't work, but we still get paid by the government, whatever our current salary is. You know, whatever whatever we would normally make in a week, that gets paid by the government, tax free. All right, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. You know what I mean? We just, you know, still got to go to committee and and iron, iron out the kinks. But uh, I think we work with something right there. I think that's how you know. Um. <clears throat> oh man, I got so many good ones. Oh my god. So let's go to the fuckery this week. You want to hear the bullshit from this week? This is some bullshit. Um. There's a dealership in Alabama, a, uh, a, 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 a truck dealership that promises to give everybody that purchases a truck an American flag, a Bible, and a shotgun, a 12-gauge shotgun. Imagine... Imagine living in such a place. Like, why do I need all that shit with my uh, with my pickup truck, man? If I'm living in Alabama buying a pickup truck, I probably got all those things. You know, unless there's people out there that's like, well, you can always use an extra shotgun. You know? Because what happens when you... <laughs> What happens when your main when your main shotgun is uh you know in the shop or whatever? Um the guy says, oh, let me go to the article itself. <laughs> the the advertisement said uh, the slogan is God's guns and freedom. From the 4th of July to July 31st, here at Chatham Ford, <laughs> every vehicle purchased, new or pre-owned, will come with a Bible 12 gray shotgun and American flag. This is a small gift to our value customers and opportunity for us to celebrate our independence. I mean, it sounds like they're trying to bribe you to buy an overpriced vehicle, but that's that's just me. You know, they're appealing to your... Because they do that out here. Like, it was just pride out here. It was just gay pride out here. Um, it's still, I think it's still in San Diego next month, but 
most of the gay prides happened happened in June. And uh the the you know, it's every time it comes around they try to monetize it. You know, they try to get they try to get people to uh um you know, they start putting rainbows on motherfucking coffee cups and uh gas station poles and stuff like that. And it's like one part of it is is it's like, yeah, they're trying to monetize it, but t- at the same time though, is it still isn't it still support? I mean, how do you know the difference between someone that genuinely supports gay uh rights, LGBTQ uh rights? And somebody that's just on the trend. Because I feel like even if they're just on the trend, they're still contributing to the normalization of of your existence. Which, because I would say if if the fight is against the otherness of you, of make of placing you on the outside, making you making whatever you do weird. Then the it feels like your weapon against that is normalization. So even if somebody is is only in it for the clout or only riding the wave or only trying to make a buck, they still putting gay they still putting pride flags everywhere. You know, and the person that sees all that rainbow. You know, they just come and go, damn, this city's gay as a motherfucker. But they don't go, this city's only a little gay. Most of this is just, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe people do think like that. <laughs> you know, but I feel like you can't look and tell the difference of who, you know, it just looks like a lot of support from the outside. <sighs> but I guess no one's, no one's ever happy this day and age. Everybody's got to complain about things. Um... All right, I get I I give you one more. We'll get we'll we'll, we'll get one more. And then what's the counter on right here? About forty five minutes. Yeah, we we'll get it. We'll, put, we'll get we'll get one more in there. Let's see what else we come up with here. Um, okay, maybe this is another form of. Uh, this might be like one of the weirdest headlines I've seen this week, but <laughs> damn it. Uh sex sex doll maker. <laughs> I mean, if it if it if it starts with sex doll maker, you know it everything after that has to be interesting, right? It doesn't it doesn't matter what the rest is. Did he, did he kill himself? Did he jump off a motherfucking bridge? Did he no, no, of course not. He Sex doll maker, and I'm not shitting on sex doll makers. All right, they they uh they contribute largely to the public good. Mm. But uh, sex doll maker creates replicas of dead partners to combat loneliness. Creates replicas of dead partners to combat loneliness. That is a little strange. That is a little strange. I'm not one to kink shame. All right. I'm not one to kink shame. Not not normally. Do you. Whatever make you come. You shouldn't be out here not coming because of what other people are going to think about you. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't know what happened to you. I don't know what your first sexual imprinting was. You know, some people can't some people can't come without pain. Some people can't come without aspirin. Some people can't come without getting hit by a car. You know what I mean? And however you figured that out, now you know. Would you supposed to just be out here not coming ever? Nah. So I'm not I'm not shaming people that need a sex doll or they needed to smell like uh feet or whatever their situation is. I'm I don't normally like to shame. Mm. But dead people? That's a little much. That's a little much. I mean, even though like he's not literally having sex with the corpses, but you're paying this guy to make replicas of people that are dead. Mm, I don't know. I mean, obviously this person that's dead, because here's another thing too is, what, what are you fantasizing about? You know, because these are these are obviously men. I don't think they have sex dolls that can that fuck women. Maybe they do, uh, but uh, you say you know your wife dies. You getting you 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 know you getting pussy on a rag. Your wife dies, and no or or whatever. I don't know. Maybe because what are you, are you making a are you making a version of are you making the version of your younger wife? Because for some reason in my head, I'm picturing old dudes. I'm picturing old. Um, cause, cause if, 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 the, if it's not an old person, it's even creepier because it's like, did your, did your wife die in some sudden tragedy? Did your wife die in a plane crash? And then you got a sex daughter. How you gonna move on? You got a sex daughter that look like her. That's not going to be comfortable for whoever's next in your life. So maybe, so I, that's why right in my mind, I immediately jumped and pictured old pe- an old person. So you old, your wife dies of, you know, natural causes, whatever. How much sex was y'all having at the end? Even though it was surprised y'all how much old people be fucking. I don't know why we, I don't know what put that stigma in our minds. Just It's just a societal thing. Everybody think old people ain't out here getting it in, dog. They are. I read something a couple years ago. It was maybe it wasn't it was longer than that, but it was like a it was like a STD problem at at these Florida nursing homes. You know what I mean? Like it was a problem. They was out here. They out. They out here fucking like college kids. Think they not? You know, obviously it's a lot more work. It's a lot more preparation involved. A lot more planning involved because you got all kind of other shit that can be. You know that can interrupt your ability to fuck. I'm 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 guessing you got to take meds around your erections and all that. So you know, and you running out of time. So so I imagine if you in your seventies and and somebody wants to fuck you, like the fact that you that you imagine your when you when you that old, I think you a lot of people just accept that no one's ever going to fuck them again. You know, or you, you're going to hit that age at some point where you're like, well, I'm done. I'm done getting laid. You know, so if you're, I imagine if you're that old and someone and you've already, you've already accepted your fate that, that no one's ever going to fuck you again. And then someone genuinely wants to fuck you. 
I feel like you, I feel like you would be all over that. One mo? <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Cause it's like, what are the, you know? Cause it's, as soon as you're like, not a, like unattractive in most of the categories, you know, you're not physically fit. It, you don't smell nice. You don't look good naked. Your skin isn't, you know, together. You got all manner of ailments. You know, you don't feel sexy. Your shit, your erections ain't as potent. You know? So the chance and the, so the chances of you running into somebody that's okay with all that are slim. So yeah, these old people be out here fucking. So I imagine that uh <laughs> I imagine that uh and is your heart is your heart safe enough for Viagra? They tell you that in the commercial. Is your heart healthy enough for you to take Viagra? Probably maybe. Who knows? Were you watching your cholesterol all these years? No, then you can't use Viagra. You don't get old man bonus. You don't get to have those. You had too many, uh, too much red meat. Um, but no, so these old people out here fucking need, so these, uh, uh, this guy is making these sex dolls and I, and in my mind, I imagine old folks. And so I'm thinking, okay, your old, your, your wife dies from old age or whatever. Is the doll her younger self? Are you, are you making the doll into the more attractive version of your wife? Like the one you married, you know, when y'all was in y'all twenties, like, you know, But then that's weird because ain't that gonna look a lot like your daughter or something? Also, is that is that kind of disrespectful to your dead wife? I mean, she dead. Who cares, right? She don't know. It's not really hurting her feelings. But it just feel it would feel weird. There's no way to slice this without it being weird. Cause your sex doll could literally be anyone else. It could be anybody you wanted to be. It could be a celebrity. It could be someone you've always been the fuck it could be some other dead person <laughs> but your wife that just died that's weird it it cuz it's not weird when you at first okay if you're not a kink shamer it's not weird when you first say it you know it's not weird when you first say it out there but uh it once you carry it to its logical conclusion you do a thought experiment if you will it uh, it it never doesn't end weird. I I defy you. I defy you to 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 just start with start with a uh, start with a scenario where your wife dies and you get a sex doll made of her, and keep going and tell me you don't end up in a weird place every single time. It's some kind of weird law of thermodynamics <laughs> or something that I just invented. Mm-hmm. 
um, and and by the way, these people that these people that be out here kink shaming, I hate I hate those motherfuckers because I because who again I said it earlier. Who are you to tell somebody else that how what they need to come is is strange? And maybe that makes me seem like a hypocrite because I'm kind of making fun of these people for needing replicas of their dead spouses to to come, but. That's not something you knew ahead of time. That's what makes it creepy. You didn't know that you was into dead replicas or replicas of your dead spouses. That wasn't something you've been doing your whole life. Or maybe, I mean, maybe there's some people out here. That, but you know what I mean. Maybe I'm just trying to justify my own hypocrite. Anyway, the point is, shaming people's kinks is fu- it's fu- it, you're weird. You're the weird one, motherfucker. Because you're pretending like you ain't into some weird shit. Because think about it like this. What is considered normal sexual behavior now was weird at some point. You know, it's weird in some places. For the longest time, eating pussy was people. No one would admit they was eating pussy. No one would admit that they was eating pussy. But then, you know, it started happening. People start getting good at eating pussy. And... The first time somebody eats a pussy, you're going to, you know, you're going to prefer that. Some people, most people. And so it started gaining popularity. Now everybody out here eating ass. I didn't mean to go there. But that was weird like five years ago. Now now the kids are just, you know, it's, <laughs> it's on their Instagram description. You know, uh, I'm a gamer and uh, a Pisces and I eat ass.